0: That was awesome that was awesome. I hadn't heard all those verses before awesome stuff so uh it's great to be here. It's great to be here happy Super Bowl Sunday yeah so uh you know this the whole sports thing you know gets me I can get kind of riled up on, on about a sport thing and and uh, one of my one of my greatest strengths as an athlete was I was a really good trash talker. <laughs> so, you know, then becoming a disciple, it's like, oh, you know, well, how, do I, how do I manage all this? How do I manage all this? Because I was thinking this morning, but then, then Mike took a shot at me. So I'm yeah. thinking, <laughs> all in, man, and free. we're free to go. And I was thinking how thankful I am to be here and that Mike and Kristen are going to be parents for the first time. And, uh, you know, there's nothing worse for a child than to have your parents be disunified. And so the thing I'm really grateful about is that we know that Mike and Kristen's son is not going to ever have a problem about seeing his parents disunified about a Super Bowl.
1: are never
0: going to yeah, and so I was coming up here, so I wore my, I wore my, my, my Colorado boots.
1: Come on. Um,
0: cause I, 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 really don't know that I think the Broncos can win, but I, you know, I love, uh, Carolyn Pat, and I know two, a couple years ago, they just had a tough day. <laughs> had a tough, tough day. And so, you know, I suspect, I suspect that today will be, may well be Peyton Mandy Glass Day. On the field, and and so I sort of hope he makes it. Yeah. I'm a little fearful that it could get really ugly, but um, Come on, I do. I am gonna I am gonna go ahead and root for the Broncos today. Yeah. Amen. So open your Bibles to Acts chapter two. Come on. You know, generally I do uh, root for the Pats because they're the home team. Um. And it's kind of fun, you know, because you, you could, like, get murdered if you don't root for the Pats, you know, <laughs> down where I live. Um, so I just like to stay alive. And, um, but, you know, one of the things that probably stirs my soul more than anything, uh, especially in watching sports or in any other arena, is, is to see teams come together and succeed. Uh, all for one, one for all, all that stuff, uh, getting it done together. Uh, you know, I've been a part of some really good teams. Personally, I played athletics throughout my whole life, won some championships in different, you know, from Little League all, you know, kind of all the way along, played professional soccer and came in third in the indoor, indoor um, league that when I was back in the long time ago when I was playing. And, uh, you know when things are clicking. You know it. You feel it. It's there. So you know, like a, a little while ago, I was watching a women's, the women's World Cup team, and they were playing. They were playing, or the women's national team. They were playing Germany, and it was just a really, really hard-fought game. And I found myself as things. I'm going to do it now. Holy smokes! As things got really intense, and things would come through you know they would come through and they're battling and they're battling and they'd come through i found myself crying i'm thinking dude are you a wimp or what's going on here so i really started praying about it thinking what and what i came up with is that teams getting it done stir my soul at deep levels and then scott shares with us this thing about oxytocin i'm thinking you know, one of my askings in life is, you can learn something new every day if you pay attention. Dang, that's a good one. That's like, holy smokes, when you do service, your brain is programmed to like, put the stuff in your body that makes you feel good. That's sick. That's cool. You know, teams are put together to do all sorts of things. Frequently, you know, we think sports, and you know, people talk sports, and people that don't like sports go, "Oh, geez, here we go again." Um, and and so I try to stay away from sports because I can get kind of ro- rolling on sports. But in reality, teams are put together to do all sorts of things. Right. Teams are put together at work to to do projects. Teams are put together in the in the, the grocery store to make sure that the shelves get stocked. Teams are put together everywhere you go. Teams are put together in your local library. The people working together to you know, keep it clean, to do, the, to do all sorts of things. Yep. So team is not strictly about sports. It's about family. It's about community. In the grocery store, in the restaurant, wherever you go, you find some aspect of team at work. Sometimes it works well. And sometimes not so much. So let's look in Acts chapter 2. It's my contention that God's family should be and is the greatest team ever. That's the title of the lesson this morning. Greatest team ever. Acts 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe God's people are the greatest team ever. We are, just are. God is for us, who can be against us. Great. I believe that there are four fundamental aspects to team that are universal. I think they're gods, just like I think oxytocin is gods. <laughs> I think it just flat is gods. I also think that there are universal aspects of team that work in our lives, period. It works in your family, it works in your marriage, it works in your church, it works at school, it works in your job. And the more of these things that you get a handle on, and that you take with you as you walk through your life, the more happy you're going to be. Because I think that God has designed us to be a team. I think God's ultimate design from the very beginning of time was that we would all be a team together. Right. And that doesn't work out so well all the time because there are people that just don't really want to be a part of that team. Yep. Because they don't like this or they don't like that. Yes. But at the end of the day, if you become the team, part of the team and you get a handle on what I believe are the, the fundamental building blocks of the team, I think you'll be a happy person. Yes. Test it out and see and then tell me how it goes. Fundamental building blocks of team. T together together is the fundamental the bottom line end of the road it works every time together the first church was together and had everything in common working together playing together the more a team works and plays together the more powerful the effect of that team will be if you're on a, on a team and you're not together you know when you're, it's ineffective you're not together Working as one, as each part does its work. Each part relies on every other part to do its work. Mm -hmm. If one part doesn't feel like doing the work, the team doesn't do so well. If one part doesn't know how to do its work, the team doesn't do so well. If one part's injured and can't do its work, somebody has to decide to step in the gap and pick up the slack. If some nobody wants to pick up the slack, the team doesn't do as well. That's just true. It's true every time. It doesn't, it's not like partly true. It's not true sometimes. It's true all the time. And that stuff is just simple. We all know it. We hear it and we go, uh huh. Yep. That's the way it works. Right. Now, the tougher parts here. If a team can get to the point that together is their why more than their how, greatness will be found. If together is your why and not your how, I think that frequently teams think about, well how are we going to get this done? Well we have to do it together. Well that's clear as day. Everybody knows that. It's like, it's you know, it's just... But if together is why you do it. If your relationships and you're put together tightly and you do it, whatever it is you've been chosen to do and the reason you want to do it together, that that's your why, then you will go much further and be much more successful. Amen. If you're interested, step one, if you're interested in the team being successful more than your own success, then that's where you start. Step two is the most difficult. If you're interested in each team member's success more than the team's success, that is what makes it go. And we think, well, well wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, if you're interested in the individual success of everybody else in the team, more than you're interested in the team's success, and if that is true in the heart and mind of everyone in the team, then the team will have great success. How do you know if this is going on? Number one way to discover it is your service. How do you serve the people around you? Do you serve them in accordance with their needs? Or you serve them in accordance with what you want from them. This is a crazy one. It's very hard. It's very difficult because it's all, it gets all mixed up in our heads and our hearts. Is that when we want something from somebody, we you know, want to help them achieve. But it's all about what's going on right here. It's all about what's going on right in here. You know, I was a part of, uh, I was a part of the, the UVM soccer team, the first team to ever go to the NCAA tournament and that's the way we were it just didn't matter we just wanted to be successful and we were, just, we were willing we were willing and then I've been a part of teams where everybody was like when I was in high school my senior year we had on paper probably the best soccer team in the, in the state but too many of us were interested in being on the all-state team and so there were a lot of, there's a lot of pigging people not passing the ball people you know you know I don't like to pass it to you but I'll pass it to you and we were mediocre because we didn't know that we had to be interested in one another's success more than our own tea together e enthusiastic they ate together with glad and sincere hearts why because working together and watching God work was fun it's very straightforward people who are positive enthusiastic about an endeavor are more fun to be around it's just true they produce energy that empowers and strengthens the system the more parts of the team that choose to be positive enthusiastic the better the team will function together and the more success they'll find End of story. It just, it works every time. It's cool. Because it's cool because you can rely on it. It's a law of nature. It will always be this way. It's fun. Does it mean you ignore problems and be happy no matter what? Well, no. And yes. No and yes. It means you ignore problems and be happy no matter what. But it also means you acknowledge problems and work toward taking care of them together because I'm interested in your success and you're interested in my success so the problem that comes up we're completely willing to do whatever it takes to get rid of it it's always going to be that way be enthusiastic and you'll overcome the obstacles and problems together Enthusiasm must be internal and external. And they feed off one another. You can be not feeling very enthusiastic internally and decide to be enthusiastic externally and you actually will change. It's like that oxytocin thing. (laughs) It really is. Because you just decide. Because you go, well, I know this will work. Because you do it in faith. Yeah. That if I change and I and I and I give of myself enthusiastically, then my heart's going to change. Yeah. It's it, it just happens that way all the time. You can also be feeling it a little internally and not expose it externally, and it really doesn't have much impact on the system, right, does it? On the team, because the team is about the us. Not the me. Enthusiasm needs to be sincere or it's counterproductive. The cool thing, if the team has together as their why, then enthusiasm just kind of happens.
1: Yeah. It just takes
0: care of itself. Now, we have to recognize that enthusiasm comes in lots of different packages. Some people like to run around, and some people really don't. I'm more boisterous, like I used to be more boisterous in a practice than before the game, because I don't try to psych me up. Because I'm ready to go. But I like having fun, and when it's light, I'm probably pretty loud. And pretty, just having a good time enthusiastic you have to find out what enthusiasm means for you and then you need to share what enthusiasm is for you with the people around you because then they know how to help you so that they can serve you so that when you're together starts to happen you can give to one another because you have their interest in mind enthusiasm enthusiasm is a fuel for the fire it's contagious and it makes life a whole lot more fun and you need people that are I am naturally introverted now people don't generally think of me that way but I actually am I've, it's just a lot easier for me to be in a smaller group and just chilling put me in a large group as long as I can find somebody to interact with, I'm not like bubbly going all over the place. Because it's just kind of like it's tired to me out. Sure. It's crazy. So some of us are, and I'm not like way introverted, I'm just kind of over the, uh, that side of the line. Yep. You know, so there's some people that are way introverted. and, they, and But they, they can get enthusiastic too. Yep. But it's not going to look the same as this guy that's way over here and he just seems like a whack job all the time. (laughs) But that whack job is needed. Yes? Yes? Yeah. Yeah. E, enthusiasm. T, together. E, enthusiastic. A, all in. All in. All in determines the outcomes. Even when bad outcome seems definite, good outcomes arrive when the team's all in. Some of it's effort and what seems like luck. Maybe it's luck. I don't know. But the all-in heart produces luck. And the more all-in in faith, spirit, and energy there is, the more luck seems to happen. I promise it's true every time. It doesn't mean it'll turn out like you want all the time. I'd like to be able to say that, but you can't say that. But when, at the end of the day, you bet, like, we prayed all in to see my wife healed. And she died dead. But we were all in. And at the end of the day, we were all in and bringing it to God and trying to do our best before God. And when she passed away, we were confident that she goes to be with God. We didn't get the result we wanted. But we were all in, and it didn't, it was, at the end of the day, you know what? She's with God. That was my job. Whether she died when she's 55 or 95, that's the job. Jesus replied, Because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. The mountain? That's like a crazy statement.
1: Right.
0: Jesus says it's true. I guess I'll believe him. I just know I don't have that faith to think that that piece of ground is going to pick itself up and go put it itself in the sea. (laughs) All in. All-in causes critical people to share their concern and work together anyway for the team's success. All-in empowers others to take a step toward their all-in as well. The more all-in that exists in a team, the more success they will find, the more satisfaction they will discover, and the more fulfilled an all-in they will become. Because all-in builds on itself. But you're all in needs to be for the individual's success more than the team's success because it's that it's that little it's that loop right. If I'm all in for your success and you're all in for the next person's success and they're all it just keeps coming it's going all around. And if I'm working for your success and then you're successful, we're both enthusiastic about that. And then we get more all in because we say, dude, we can do some stuff here. Yeah. But you have to start with all in for individual success. This is really tough. This is tough because team because frequently you know you put a team together to do something, and the goal is what? To win or to accomplish or to you know so then all of a sudden there's this group that's responsible. And they're responsible to do this thing that needs to get accomplished. So then our focus gets on the two big pieces rather than remembering to make each individual successful. What do you need from me so that you can do your job? What can I help you with? You need me to, you need me to talk to that person over there that's not real... like they're not being that cooperative with you? Okay, okay. And I'll go talk to them. Because Maybe I have a better relationship. What do you need? What do you need? You look like you look like you're tired, you know. You know, well yeah, my wife's been sick and I've been I've been trying to work the job and take care of the kids and cook meals and stuff like that. Okay, I'll bring you dinner tonight. So I'll bring dinner over there and that guy doesn't have he can get to bed maybe earlier. Or I'll stay and wash the dishes so he can go to bed and so he can be oh he can be Alive tomorrow morning. So that we, together, can accomplish our job at work. Or whatever it is you're trying to do. So, all in must be for the individual's success. (laughs) This is funny, you know, because I've been around a lot of different teams. And when... Somebody is calling me to be all in. And I think that they want me all in so they can be successful. Good luck. Right? Good luck. What's interesting is, this is really challenging as parents. You know, I can remember, I can remember when I was, when you know, I, Like, I, I have a degree in education. And so then I started having kids. And my kids were crazy. I don't know why. But they were crazy. Wild, enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. And I was more concerned, until I got a handle on this, I was more concerned about their behavior because of how it made me look as a parent than I was about what's good for them and what's needed in their lives. And that was really hard to shake because I really wanted my kids to be a good example. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a wait, minute. Wait. No, what I really wanted was I wanted my kids to behave so I could be looked at like I was a good example.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They thought, wow, good a good dad you are. That's right I am. <laughs> Why well, kids behave. But then at home it's just like tough. Because they start behaving for a little while, but then they grow up. And then they feel like they don't have to behave. (laughs) And that's a little bit rougher on you. Yep, Yep. Yep. That's a tough one. I remember that. I remember when I realized... Because the Bible says, train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old... He will not turn from it, and you know you go through and you read the Hebrew, and uh, people have done it, and I so I just know what it says. Uh, that it, what it says in the way he should. We th- we focus on the word train, but we but we need to focus on the way he should go, because where Larry needs to go is not the same as where Pat needs to go, because Larry and Pat are different. Right. And so I need to figure out it's my job as. as it's my job as a parent, as a friend, as a whatever to figure out what it is they need so that they can grow and become all they can be for God rather than they can you know, do what I want them to do. The coach wants his players all in so he can be coach of the year. The quarterback wants his players to catch every single one of those passes so he can be MVP. That's just not going to work. We know Jesus wants us to be all in, don't we? Luke fourteen. It's in my great job, David. Great job, great, great communion. Just turning our hearts to Jesus and, and God. Anyone who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. That's like that. Everything. If you like, look that up in the Greek. It means everything. Wow. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can give a, a, like. What can I give up? What is it that I can't give up? And what's really scary to me is, you know, frequently we say, well, it's not really give it all up, you know, like give it away or anything. It's like you've got to be willing. So you can tell yourself you're willing when you're really not. Yeah. Because you think you don't have to. Well, I'd be willing if, I, if Jesus came down and told me I needed to, I'd be willing. Whoa. <laughs> it's hard it's hard it's challenging but it works every time that's what's cool about it it's completely reliable if you put it into practice in your life it's, com- it's all completely reliable Jer 20, Jeremiah 29 you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart that's all in Colossians three twenty three. whatever you do work at it with all your heart it's working for the Lord not men First and greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. That's kind of all in. With all your heart is in the NIV 270 times. Unbelievable. And the truth is we know, you know, in our spirit, right? Don't you know in your gut being all in you, that God really wants you to be all in? truth is you really do want to be all in. You know, stuff stands in the way. It does, it does. It does for all of us. But you really do want to be all in. Because you feel better when you're all in. It is the most exciting thing to be all in. And truth is, we go like this, don't we? Well, I'm all in today. Well, I'm not tomorrow. You know, And it's just hard. Hmm. That's why God gives us each other. Together. Enthusiastic. All in, because we need that. Because we can't get it done on our own. It's just a satisfying place to be. Right. Yeah. Second Peter one, beginning verse three says, "His this is just this just inspires me. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness." Through them, you may participate in the divine nature. Wow, that's cool. Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to the goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Right. Wow. You know it's it so cool, and that possess these qualities in increasing measure. What God's calling us to is growth, right? Growth. That's our last one. That's our the, the M in team, maturing. You look at any team, you look at any, you know, you look at these guys that they're done, the season's over, but what are they doing? They rest for a week and then they go start getting better. That's what people do. People go to school and they get better. People get a new job and get better. People start go home and read and learn to try and get better. Maturing. In- Maturing in our faith, maturing in our what maturing, just maturing. Becoming whole, becoming all that you can be. Because your, your all is different than my all. I haven't figured out my all. I'm just sort of trying to walk along. I don't know about you. Maybe you figured out what your all is. But I know I'm not at all there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's been very, you know, it's very being a parent. is a crazy thing. You know, my kids. We lost my wife a couple of years ago. Uh, my kids are now all adults, and learning how to help them is a lot different than learning how to help them when they were uh, little kids. Because when they were little kids, I was just bigger and stronger and meaner, and you just say. Dude, you gotta get over there. This day. And now, dude, you need to get over there. Why? They're adults. They want to know why. Good question. And I need to learn how to help them. I need to learn how to be their friend. I need to learn how to what motivates them. What are their struggles? They're 25, they're supposed to be adults There's not supposed to be anything wrong with them anymore <laughs> But there's stuff wrong with me well, uh, But we just, you just think you should just be able to tell them Just tell them what it is and they should then go do it The way you said to do it It doesn't work like that Especially if, if, I, if, if, if there's stuff going on in their hearts and their lives My daughter's going through a hard time Having lost her mother then it's just like it's hitter because it's the 27th of December. So now we've got kind of two months of, well, emotional. That's okay. it would probably be like that for the rest of her life. So I can say, come on, get over it. Or I can go, baby, how can I help you? What do you need from me to help you? I want you to be successful. I want you to be able to let it go, let it go. <laughs> But I also know that it follows you around. And we need to do the same thing with one another, yes? Yeah, that is, that is what makes, that's what makes Jesus' words to love one another. Real. Maturing. Look at the disciples in the first church. They devoted themselves. Addicted. Devoted. Proscarat. Proscaratero. That's, that's Greek. That's Greek for devoted themselves. To be steadfastly attentive to. To give unremitting care to what? To the Apostles' teaching, God's Word. To the fellowship, the together, to the breaking of bread. This can mean eating together like at Super Bowl parties or having communion. To prayer. They took care. They devoted themselves steadfastly attentive to prayer, unremitting care to the fellowship, and to giving and learning about one another. So you look at these guys that are devoted to these four things. It's a pretty good formula for maturing, right? Read your Bible. Pray. Have fellowship with the brotherhood. And eat. And if you do all these things, your team will get better. Whatever team it is. Whether it's your church. Whether it's your family. Whether it's your marriage. Whether it's your... Workplace, whether it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, it's true everywhere. So, there's a lot of stuff there, yes? Yeah. I think. Yeah. You know? I, I did this lesson in, um, in uh, New Hampshire months ago, and I was like, it, it really stinks, you know, when you get to speak. You think, oh, this is exciting, I get to speak. And then you go put something together, and then what you put together, you go, Holy smokes! You're just so thoroughly convicted about your life that that you just go, oh man, I got to repent here. I had to apologize to my kids because this thing about you know, uh, 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 my kids are adults. I need to love up on them. They aren't just going to go snap in the line because they got stuff going on in their lives. And I just needed, I just needed to repent. I needed to talk to them my daughter especially my daughter i grew up with 3 brothers and played sports with a lot of guys and i can be a little bit of a bully and that just doesn't work when you have a daughter just in case everybody like wants a hint
1: appreciate
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> And you know what? Being a bully doesn't work with your sons either.
1: Because
0: no. my sons are now bigger than I am, <laughs> and and being a bully just doesn't work. Saying this is the way it is, you need you need to like get in line, and it just doesn't work. And so it's been it's been like this this incredible like holy smokes, I'm a terrible father. <laughs> Because, But I can repent, and that's cool. Because I really am genuinely interested in, in their success. More than anything in my life, I want them to be successful. More than I'm successful. And I would do anything in the whole world. So, that love covers over a multitude of sins. And that one's true too. So, we can do it together. Amen? Team, together, enthusiastic, all in, and maturing. Amen.